everyone. Welcome to the 31st episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name's Ellen. And my name is Mel. And maybe we should say, ladies and gentlefolk, welcome <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, so each week, we, each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in Destiel fan fiction. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at historical fics, which are set in the Regency period of, in England. To discuss these fics with us, we'd like to welcome author That Peculiar One and moderator of the SPN Regency Big Bang, also known as Jess. Hey Jess. Hi. Welcome. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Hooray, my Aussies today. I'm today. Yay. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the one with the distinctive voice for once. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, we probably don't sound too much different, Jess, so, you know, um, sorry, everyone. Yeah, our, our, our voices <laughs> may blend together. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. You sound different to me, but then I'm obviously very used to hearing Ellen by now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we'll talk about the, the Regency Big Bang in a moment, but... Um, the fix we're going to discuss today in, in depth are An Assembly Such as This by Unforth, um, Rescue Me Tonight by Super Honey, and The Winchester Affair by And I Meant It to Sting. And as always, links to all of the fix that we're going to talk about are going to be available in the episode post on mixtapebookclub.com, and they'll be included in our collection on AO3. So our first order of business today is that I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners out there who have supported us so far on our Mixtape Book Club coffee server slash membership thingy (laughs) that we have set up. Um, We've been just overwhelmed by the number of lovely people that have wanted to come and support us. So we do appreciate it, especially as we are going to continue ways to give you this content for free without any kind of ads or anything in it so we do appreciate the people who decide to support us anyway just out of the goodness of their hearts (laughs) yeah thank you thank you and if you if you'd like to be part of that and help us out with our um hosting and costs um it's just coffee coffee coffee.com slash mixtape book club yeah, so ko ko hyphen fi dot com. As yeah. always, the the link will be in the blog and the Twitter post and such, like everything else. Yep, absolutely no obligation, but we do really appreciate people who have done so so far. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so we're going for a historical theme today, and I know there's been quite a few people who I've spoken to from time to time who don't actually sort of know what regency period kind of is or what it means so i mean you if you're listening to this you're probably already aware of um regency dramas like pride and prejudice for example other jane austen books like emma that have been made into films or tv series so in particular it's set uh this period in english history was from um how to approach this without actually just reading out this thing that I've got here. <laughs> let's say, let's just read it out and see if I can make it interesting. So in the early 19th century, King George III was unwell and he couldn't rule. He wasn't fit to rule. So his son, um, Prince George, took over as the regent, Prince Regent. So this, the, the regency itself went from 1811 until 
the king died in 1820. So during that time, all sorts of things were happening. There was the Napoleonic Wars. There was big upheavals in kind of social structures and whatever. So this was a time when the the lords and the the um, sort of upper crust of society decided everything, but they didn't have a lot to do because they didn't work. They just sort of, when the government was in session, the Lords went off to the Houses of Parliament, did their thing, and all the ladies just sort of sat around and did nothing. So they had their season, which was like a big party time for them in London and in other locations like Bath and, you know. Um, so so this is the time when they had all the balls, the parties and, um, you know, less savoury things like gambling and the gentlemen went off to their clubs and all that kind of thing. So we've got like a really... Um, interesting kind of class system there and of course there's also all the the servants and the um, you know uh, I don't want to say lesser but you know the the lower class people who had their own um, troubles and you know adventures whatever to um, write about and read about so we've got lots of interesting stories to be told in this era oh I forgot to mention also uh, I forgot to mention Bridgerton maybe the most famous currently um, (laughs) that there is on TV so um yeah all of this is set in that period binging season two so (laughs) yes me too actually i'm not finished so don't tell me any spoilers okay no spoilers Uh, for you okay (laughs) i haven't even started season two so (laughs) yes so i mean um jess you're one of the the moderators for the spn regency big bang which is currently open for signups by the way until (laughs) until the 2nd of may um (laughs) Not to put you on the spot here, but do you want to tell us a bit more about that, about the bank? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we've so it's been running for three years now, and it was started by Nicole Keat, and then they recruited both you, Ellen, and I into B mods, and uh, it's a really low key bank, I would say. Like we don't put a lot of pressure on anyone. It's more just about you know, exploring the genre that is Regency AUs and uh, giving people just a stress-free sort of bang to write and just, you know, write about the genre we all love. Uh, So sign-ups are currently open for authors um, and artists until May 2nd, and then artists have an additional month to sign up. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun, so... If people love to write Regency, I definitely suggest coming and joining us. Yay! I'm already signed up. I think you've been stuck with me every year so far. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Um, It's also, it's like an all ships bank, so everyone can, um, Yes. any any ship you like, but like there's plenty of fix there already from the first two years to to read if you want to check them out. Obviously, if being an all ships bang, make sure you check tags and whatever to make sure you're not getting into something that you're not into. But um, otherwise, yeah, some brilliant stories already have come um, out of this. So looking forward to seeing what everyone comes up with this year. Yes, we have a very talented pool of authors and artists. Very lucky. I'm I'm sure we'll run across some of those fics today, actually. I think some of the ones that we'll talk about are probably... um, going to be coming from that pool at some point yeah I've, I've i've loved this genre for such a long time i like my mom is like a big fan of pride and prejudice like the bbc version the tv show 
So, so are we we like regularly rewatch that. Yeah, that's where it came from for me as well. Yeah, yeah, the old yes, and it's always fun trying to um, writing it as one thing. Like it take once you get into the kind of flow of of writing this particular kind style of dialogue and everything, it it gets easier as you go on, kind of thing. But uh, even reading it is can take a little while to sort of get your mind in the right parlance <laughs> yeah I find it much easier to read it like I enjoy reading it I've started to sort of pick up on different terms and the language but writing it's a whole other story <laughs> so I haven't I haven't approached that yet yep you should it's so much fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to persuade me it's to do funny, it <laughs> I find that it almost flows easier for me because there are all those like specific terms and it's almost like a I don't know it's kind of almost like its own language sometimes but I almost find that that like helps it flow yeah. easily yeah. because you almost know like what you're expected to say next <laughs> so I don't know it's yeah once you switch your <laughs> yeah. brain into that uh, mode so, like <laughs> yeah because I've been obsessed for many many years because my yeah my mum passed her pride and prejudice and uh, Darcy obsession onto me when I was young again yes, thank you BBC version the same so considering that thing is like six hours long the number of times I've watched it is shocking <laughs> really yes yeah. so and of course the um the the film version with Kira Knightley and yes it's also, also really gorgeous so worth watching and I've loved all kinds of different Pride and Prejudice adaptations as well like it, even though it's not regency i kind of kept that love for the story all my life so even when i wasn't specifically reading that i found that i was still drawn to that kind of story which then drew me back to yeah. it after a while like um the, the lizzie bennett diaries is a really good one which is like oh, a yeah. modern yeah. adaptation which is like a web series which is pretty good but um it kind of drew me back into it. I don't know how long ago that was now. Um, probably more years than I care to count because it feels like it was only a couple of years ago, but it was probably... It was quite a while ago now, though. It was probably like... Ten years? 15, I don't know. No, like, does it have I'd... to be that long? No. No. <laughs> no. no. Maybe ten. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think where I was when I was watching it. Anyway, mm. never mind. Um, that's that's worth looking up and watching if you if, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, it's really good actually. So that's um, a, a modern for somebody who maybe is a bit scared of the language, um, but is interested to find out what the story is about. I think the Lizzie Bennet Diaries is a really good like entry point to this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely throw a link um, to that in the blog post. But when that started airing, it kind of well, airing is that the right word for YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> But when that yeah. started becoming a thing, um, it drew me back into this whole world. And that's the point where I started binging stuff beyond um, just Jane Austen things. And it, it just got worse from there onwards, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we should probably talk about some actual, um, you know, Destiel pick here. <laughs> you think? Yeah. What should we start with? Oh, do we want to start with the big one and move down, or should we save the big one for the end? What do you feel like? Oh, we can start with the big one. Yeah. Why not? The chunky one. All right. All right. So the first pick that we will discuss um, is an assembly such as this by Unforth. Um, Unforth is a very prolific supernatural author. I think when I checked their profile for this particular 
fic they have over 200 supernatural fics now um yeah yep. 213 yeah. as of today <laughs> so yeah so <laughs> i would assume that probably most people listening have heard of them <laughs> if not here's yeah. a good start um so an assembly such as this and here is the summary um, Regency-era-esque AU, Dean Winchester has built the life expected of him, marrying Charlotte Bradbury, raising a family, maintaining his estate, spending winters in Tom. However, their life together is built on a shared lie. They are best friends, united to protect the secret of their true desires. Charlie has found a companion who shares her preferences, but Dean is lonely for want of a partner. That is, until he learns of Miss Naomi's exclusive monthly male-only parties and manages to secure himself an invitation. Now, there is a, a warning in the summary for this. Um, you should definitely read the text because there is some um, non-con tagged in this, but there is a kind of explanation as to what that actually relates to, both within the summary and the author notes. Because um, it's yeah. not necessarily sexual. It's def Well, it's sexual in overtone, <laughs> but it's um, like fully clothed, but definitely read that explanation and make sure that you're comfortable reading it before you do so yeah. uh, and this fic is a glorious 151,000 words so it was a nice nice little chunk for me i did read it in two parts it took me a while to get back to it so i ended up when i got back to it i actually binged the first half again <laughs> oh. so i ended up reading the whole thing in one day <laughs> but Oh my god. <laughs> I love it when I get to do that though. Like a nice chunky fic and I just get to like binge it all in one day. It's great. This one actually didn't feel like it was that it was a really long story. Like it flowed so like I, you, mm -hmm. you feel like you need to devour it because you need to find out what's happening, what's going to happen. Yes. Because there is quite a lot of sort of plot stuff happening in this one. Yeah. Plot and pining. Yes. My favourite. Does it say, yeah, it does say in the summary. So at the beginning, Dean and Charlie are actually married. Um, they're, they're like settled as a couple and everything. And, but, but Dean sort of, Charlie has. So Charlie has Joe as her um, live-in kind of friend, somebody that of a slightly lower status who um, Charlie can kind of, take pity on women were kind of allowed and kind of almost expected to kind of have companions around them in those days because as much as it sounds insane to us now um they were basically not given as much attention back in the days yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. were expected to entertain themselves up until a certain point so it actually wasn't at all strange for them to kind of keep female companions around to just have company really while their husbands ignored them which is great yeah. um Lovely. Well, definitely definitely great for people like charlie you know yeah <laughs> so, um so yes yeah, so they have joe living with them obviously uh, dean is fully aware of this it's a completely consensual arrangement um which is a trope that turns up quite often in this kind of fan fiction whether it's established already at the beginning of the fic or something that is used as a solution later on it's a really common trope i think because it yeah. yeah yeah charlie indeed that's a very common trope i've read through a lot of regency and this one was a little different i found because um they were like married but then they also had kids which i haven't seen a lot yeah. in other regency fix like you usually see them build up to having like a sort of 
arranged marriage of convenience, but um, no, I haven't actually seen them have kids, so it made it a bit more unique yeah. for me, this one. I, I like how the point was made that, like, they sorted out the kid thing and then just never touched each other again. Yeah. <laughs> <That was> just, <laughs> I thought like was quite funny. At some point, they both had to grit their teeth and get on with it. <laughs> but... <laughs> But after the after the two children were produced, <laughs> that was it. Oh, bless. It's a difficult time because I guess, you know, a lot of these fix. there's either people sort of seem to go two ways with it. They're either uh, they actually include like a period typical homophobia type situation where the the guys do need to hide and be secretive and all that kind of thing. Or they just have it where, um, you know, same-sex couples are totally fine and, and it, you know, they just totally hand-wave that entire marriage equality problem. Yeah, and, it kind of um, depends what you're looking for. I feel like I enjoy both kinds depending on yeah, what I'm looking for on any given day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, obviously back then um, to be uh, discovered as, you know, having homosexual relations is punishable by death or yeah, I think but- at least severely punished if not death penalty yeah i'm sure it depended on how much money you had how severe the punishment would be yeah and people Um, went to all sorts of lengths to to hide um what they you know there were places where where men could go at least and um you know either dress as women or you know actually yeah it's actually all like very fascinating when you start kind of digging into it like if you ever um write a story like this it's really like really interesting i find to kind of dig into it because obviously these were real people <laughs> like that were yeah. that were doing this and the ways that they found to still live their lives i just find very very fascinating obviously it's kind of sad and horrific that they ever had to but i yeah. love the fact that like people are always going to find a way and i love that mm-hmm. they did and they did it like in some ways they did it with like so much class and style <laughs> i'm like okay yes. all right <laughs> yeah I, I like it when I'm personally myself when I'm writing things like this I don't know I know you've written it this way and I don't know what your preference is but I like to kind of write it more on the realism side just because I kind of I don't know I think in my head I kind of like to sort of honor the fact that real people did go through that <laughs> so I sort yeah. of I kind of like it but I can kind of see myself writing it the other way sometimes as well just because you know, sometimes when you, especially with maybe a shorter story where you just kind of want to focus on the Dean and Cass aspect and the fluff rather than like the historic yeah, aspect. It, it kind of adds an extra layer of angst, doesn't it? To, yeah. to have them not be allowed to do what they want to do. Yeah, definitely so. provides a layer of angst in this story. <laughs> a significant yes. uh, part of the angst in this story is because of that. So, so how, what, what, how spoilery are we going on this one? <laughs> uh, we may as well go all the way with the spoilers. <laughs> whoa, 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 spoilers. Spoiler alert, they're gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, had you not finished it yet? No. <sighs> so. Alright, so I'm just trying to remember how Cass actually comes into this thing. Uh. <laughs> well, um. from, from memory. Um, so, I was going to say Indine's butt, but you know. Um, so, <laughs> that's much later. 
No, so it actually uh, starts off with them meeting at uh, Ms. Naomi's exclusive monthly mail-only party. So you course, actually get some pretty nice smut right at the beginning of this fic. Like, you yeah. get it out the gate. Do we just jump right in, yeah. Yeah, which is great, because a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. in Regency fix, you are going to be waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all about the pine. There's the whole courting and the... Oh, God, these, the these fix edge the reader. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be one. like a hundred thousand words in, and you'll honestly be on the edge of your seat. Like they touched hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you go a little bit regency yourself by the time you've almost like yeah. hundred thousand words of it. An ankle. Oh my god. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this one definitely yes, brings so. the smart like all the way through. There is plenty of that. Oh yes. Yes. And unforthrights wonderful smut so yes, you yes. know that they they deliver in this one and it's especially fascinating because because of the the nature of these parties and how like secretive they are they're kind of done as a masquerade with like masks so that the identities of the participants in the parties are protected um because obviously it would be disastrous for somebody's identity to get out so that kind of plays into the smut a little bit and that they can't actually see who they are but they kind of work with it and get around it anyway which is quite sweet <laughs> so yeah. yeah i love a good secret identity sort of fix so that yeah. was a really interesting build in their relationship like having that sort of part as the first part where they sort of build up this like sort of love for each other but they have no idea who the other is and then it's like the sort of other side of it when they kind of do discover who the other is. Yes. Yeah. So it almost, even though they don't meet knowing who each other is, <laughs> trying, to, trying to phrase this right. So it, it's almost <laughs> like that feeling you get in like the two person love triangle kind of aspect, but they don't meet face to face in the other aspect until much, much later in the fic in this one. So you don't yeah. have, yeah, so you don't have a lot of that, but it's, Similar to that, yeah. They don't meet in person. It's a, a nice kind of tease for the reader, actually, because there's a, like quite a few chapters where you're kind of hearing about Cass in the background, and it's like they're kind of missing each other. <laughs> just yeah. like, God damn it, just just do it. And it's interesting, <laughs> Just actually, go to the place. Because in a, in a real book, this that wouldn't be, that would be such a, like a, something that you wouldn't really take into account. You'd be like, oh, they're just talking about her cousin or whatever. But because this is actual yep. supernatural fanfic and they refer to him as james and you're like oh that's cast oh my god <laughs> it makes it just an extra kind of um level of excitement yeah <laughs> yeah because if it was an original story you wouldn't already have that connotation attached exactly, to james yeah. so you wouldn't know <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know that it was gonna be you wouldn't pick up on it until later when they actually met it's useful having cast have so many different names sometimes <laughs> yes and then there's this lovely um kind of let like a uh, now I've forgotten the word for it no. yes thank you thank you <laughs> Just no, it's too it's too long a word for my brain to sort of work out today um <laughs> in between so they can only come to these soiree things once a month during the season and um in between um Dean starts writing letters to Castiel who um obviously he can't send them anywhere because he doesn't know who he is, so he just sort of puts them in his pocket until they meet again, and then he hands them over, and then so they start having this little um, 
you know, further sort of conversation, I guess, in their letters. And then some of them turn a bit kind of raunchy towards <laughs> the um, <laughs> middle as well. So, yeah, that's a nice little... There's so much pining. Like, he is totally gone on this guy right from the start. And it's, yeah. The it's, pining it's and, the, nice. and the angst. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and by the time they actually do meet each other in person, it's just so angsty. Like, you're just like, come on, guys, get this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's kind of one or two chapters, I think. Maybe it's just one chapter. I don't know. I read it all in one go, so it's kind of hard for me to work out where the chapters ended. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's probably one or two chapters, I think, of, like, some hardcore miscommunication kind of going on <laughs> when yeah. they kind of yep. meet each other um, properly. Yes. Um, which is frustrating, like, without completely spoiling everything. Like, Cass basically walks in on something, he interprets one way that's completely a different way, and it's just, oh, it's, as a reader, it's, yeah, I was very glad I did read it in one go, because I'm not sure if this was posted as a, um, ooh, hang on, let me see, there are different dates here. No, I think yeah, what so happened this was... was posted um, chapter by chapter, but it was, like, a chapter a day. A day, maybe, yeah. A chapter... I think it sort of looked like they were posting it as they were writing it as well i'm like how can you write this much in just a, like a week or two weeks like it's amazing if they did actually write it and then post it that day that's incredible now that you mentioned it i'm pretty sure that i remember one of the author's notes saying something about that they were working at a rate of about a chapter a day so yeah yeah yep Gosh, I can't imagine. no very impressive <laughs> and for yes. it to turn out so beautifully as well like, yeah, that's the part that gets me. Yeah. I mean, I could probably sit down and write 150 words in a week or two, but believe me, <laughs> it would not read like this. <laughs> yeah. That would be the one that I would give to Ellen to, to read for me, and she would just send it back and be like, try again. <laughs> oh, come on, I never do that. <laughs> if, if I'd written 150k in a week, you would. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm just wondering if maybe we should spoiler the, the non-com bit just so people can know what they're in for. But uh, Yeah, I, I guess we could and we can just say, you know, skip forward until, you know, skip forward 30 seconds. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of chat, a couple of minutes. Don't want to, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled on that part. Yep. Okay, well, um, so there is a section, well, a, a sort of a plot line in this where Michael um, is one of the guests at the club and who knows Dean's real identity um, and is trying to blackmail him basically and force himself on Dean. So there is a, a, a very kind of non-con uh, sexual undertone to the whole thing and it, it's, quite, it's quite distressing to read about. I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. But then it doesn't, it doesn't last very long and Unforth does warn um, quite explicitly in the chapter um, exactly yeah, where this is so they... if you don't want to read it you don't have to you can skip over it and it doesn't uh, you know you don't miss yeah. anything there. I think they actually uh, summarize everything that was missed at the beginning of the next chapter as well so that if you do want to skip it you can just kind of catch up on what you missed otherwise in the previous chapter before you carry on yeah but if it's um, into if people are concerned in terms of actual um, physical sexual rape then no that does not occur however there are definitely other non-con elements so mm. yeah and it 
it does have like a lasting effect on Dean's character, like PTSD and stuff like yeah. that. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so. Y- yeah. Yeah, I did find that the, the fic was very like accurately tagged. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. And that leads directly into the, the most angsty kind of um, section where there is the misunderstanding and the, you know, separation. But yeah, it does have a happy ending. Everything's okay in the end. So yeah, I I found it had quite quite a lovely like ending actually. There was one moment at the ending where <laughs> I was about to throw my phone across the room, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> so yes, there is a happy ending. What happened? But I don't remember. <laughs> there was just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was one part where I think um, it's like a, a letter or something. I can't quite remember what it was now. Where Unforth kind of kind of kind of fixed you out for a second, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute!" No. <laughs> but no, but no, there was a, a happy, a very happy ending. Um, the language in this one is really beautiful. Um, they've done a great job of kind of. It feels like a, a Regency book, like it was written in the style of kind of Pride and Prejudice. It's very. Nice language. Yes. So I guess one thing to discuss is kind of with um, Regency AUs, you kind of have a range of language in terms of some people go for quite accurate Regency era, very like Austin-like language and have the characters speak that way, which is more kind of like Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen kind of language. Whereas other people go for that kind of setting but they do somewhat modernize the language like they'll still use like the right terms and have like certain phrases but they do modernize the language a little bit which is more kind of like sort of bridgerton like really (laughs) kind of what they do yeah that's true um and i think we've got a few different fix today where we can kind of see a range of that um but this this felt this felt quite kind of more kind of on the Austin end of the scale to me. <laughs> like this was quite, mm. yeah, this was like flowed quite nicely and was quite good, I thought. And you find with the supernatural fix that a lot of them, not like a lot of them, but there is a fair amount I've found that there's a lot of time travel involved. Oh, yeah. So they'll <laughs> go back to the Regency era. So it's not as much of the language because the characters are still very modern. They're still like in this current century, but they've just time traveled back. So yeah. you have the elements of Regency there, but it's not so much the language because, you know, they just they're talk speaking. like we do. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I enjoy I enjoy both, but there's definitely like a range out there to be had. So Yeah, it was always definitely. fun with um doing the research with like the research is like like ninety percent of the fun in this in my I think. Yeah. Um but didn't we discover in the first one that we wrote together, Mel, that um, that we were trying to work out if if it would be okay for Cass to say hello, Dean, <laughs> and and we, yeah. we worked out that hello was like a word that was invented for, for use with a telephone, which wasn't invented yeah, so for he, you know, te- another yeah 50 many years or many years after <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so you technically couldn't say it, which was just but we were like really. I, I think at that point we were like eh just put it in anyway oh well just put it in it's fine i mean the point is like (laughs) this is the thing that has come up with um with the new bridgerton series is that a lot of people are complaining about things that are anachronistic or whatever that the costuming isn't quite right or you know the language is weird or whatever but i think as long as 
like you're if you're enjoying the story and like who cares yeah <laughs> like does it really have to and I, I think this is a really good point to make about regency and historical fix in general because you know you're always going to get that you know that one person who goes into reading this kind of story and they want it to be absolutely historically accurate because i know yeah. i've had people say to me before that that has put them off attempting to write this kind of thing because they know they're not going to get every detail perfect they're not going to get every part of the setting right or the costuming right or they're going to have some kind of phrasing wrong and somebody's going to call them out on it and yeah the thing is even a lot of the books that you read like out there kind of i've been reading this stuff long enough now that i can pick up a book an original story written out there and published in a bookstore and tell you four or five anachronisms in every single one i pick up yes. <laughs> and and it's fine it's fiction <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> like it, it's it's not real um it's fiction and, and people are here to have fun really they're here to enjoy it mostly as a romance not as a historical non-fiction treaty on anything yeah exactly <laughs> like so you know just relax it's okay write the thing anyway yeah <laughs> it's just fine please, yeah please write the thing i want to read it <laughs> yeah we do say that in the in the bang sort of guidelines i guess um you know if something if, if something doesn't quite fit with the with what you want in your story then go ahead and change it like it's fine as long as it's, the story is is working for you and then go ahead as long as it looks like it's regency don't care about yeah. the details I that mean, much. I, I'm somebody who generally, like, I, just like you said earlier, I, I love the, the research part. I will get lost in giant research holes and be sending Ellen random links to stuff. Yes. Like, God knows what time in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should include this. And then we have, like, entire new scenes that we add in just because we decide we want to include this random thing. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, having said and all it, that, it's fun. If, if you do find a detail that is great, like, I would 100% put that in something. <laughs> exactly. Like when you found that thing about, about um, like, dildos being advertised as being for, like, nuns and school moms or something. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Like, nuns and celibates or something. And I was like, well, that's going in. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> it was like, well, <laughs> guess we're putting that in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love so I research. will always attempt to make something as historically accurate as I can, but then I will use whatever license I want to, to make that story work and make it feel enjoyable to read because nobody wants to feel like they're reading a textbook <laughs> or at least I don't yeah. like that. No, that is not what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I, I enjoy the research part, but you can take it too far. Yeah. I think. <laughs> and I think you'll find for the most part that like readers such as I that don't really know as much about the Regency, like we don't know much about the historical elements. We don't notice it. Like when we read it, we can see the sort of language and all this, but we wouldn't notice the inaccuracies. So yeah. you'll still have a wide population of readers that will enjoy it who don't, who won't be able to pick up inaccuracies. They just enjoy the work of fiction. So, you know, going into it, writing it, See? Sure, there might be some who are like, oh, I don't, you know, I think it should be more accurate, but 
See, that's comforting because I because I know like <laughs> when I post it, I'm like, well, I know that's not right. Everybody's gonna know. <laughs> the whole fix is gonna be just terrible. <laughs> Whereas I'm reading then, it like, wow, this is really good. Like, I don't know. And then you get that one, that one person who always has to post and be like, they have to, they have to bring out the well, actually, every time. Yeah. <laughs> and I always just want to respond with, well, actually, you could read something else. <laughs> like, oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's just. It doesn't need to be accurate. Like any sort of work of fiction doesn't need to be. Like you think if I'm writing about like Cass and Dean being doctors that I'm not going to know all the medical research and all the medical terms accurately. Probably not. Like no. I'll do my best to research, but I will get things wrong. Like it just happens. So it's, yeah. it's hard to say like, oh, that's inaccurate. Well, it's fiction. It doesn't need to be accurate. Yes. People can't exactly. help themselves. And, pe- yeah. and, people, and people that, you know, people that I know, obviously they have ways of saying things to me that are, plight and they and if 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 i hand a fic to them and there's something in it that's wrong then obviously they're gonna come in and say to me like mel this is an issue (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen that's fine but i always say that by the time something is on ao3 as far as i'm concerned like it's done i'm probably already in the middle of like three other fics by that point i'm done um, oh, having right. gone off on that tangent, I will say yeah. that, 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 that that has no bearing on on, on unforced fic. Like I, I didn't find anything no. in there that was particularly <laughs> anachronistic. Is great. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is the story is beautifully constructed, and um, nothing nothing like you know threw me out of it or anything. Yeah. It was great. It was beautiful. So sorry yeah. for that random Nobody's tangent. Nobody's wearing in the jeans middle. here. There are no like random like trucks going down the street like this is <laughs> no one's wearing a, a okay, wristwatch <laughs> no oh talking of wristwatch okay it wasn't a wristwatch it was a necklace however i really liked the detail in this so at one point in this story um dean buys a necklace for castiel oh yeah um and, and which sweet. i lo- i which i loved because first of all fuck a gender norm give somebody whatever fucking gift they want like yeah. i love it i love the fact that he even back in the day just went and bought this necklace because the stone on it made him think of Cass. so he immediately went and gave it to him such a sap in this and, one <laughs> yeah it's so romantic but I, i've never had a piece of jewelry cause me so much angst mm. <laughs> it's just like no oh yeah big um uh love actually vibes in that <laughs> section i was like yeah oh my heart yeah it was but yeah it was painful no spoilers but Mm. yeah yeah it was painful but it's all good in the end (laughs) a happy ending as as we've said yes (laughs) a happy ending for everybody actually even though at one point it didn't look like it looked like perhaps somebody wasn't going to have a happy ending but it all turned out wonderfully good job and forth Yes, and there was lovely um, kind of ensemble cast to this one too. Like uh, a lot of people in both of their lives, um, good and bad, I guess. There were there were like a collection of bad guys in this one as well. But um, yes, yeah, I really enjoyed Gabriel in this story because I found that he was really well written to be not unlikable yet at the same time always acting in his own interest yes so yeah 
which I found, <clears throat> excuse me, at least for a good part of canon, not for all of it, but for a good part of canon, I found that was actually a really like accurate, good kind of representation of him. I thought that was really good. So yeah, he's not always yeah. on their side. And uh... yeah, so but they managed to do it without making him unlikable in the slightest. Like he was still very likable, but selfish at the end of the day. So yeah. So yeah, good job, good job. I think I've said that like three times now, but yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great thing. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the the uh, the sort of details without being spoilery. Yeah, like the actual sort of plot part is quite spoilery. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Lots of good smut in this one, though. Go go read. <laughs> there is some delicious smut and smut that is delicious while also not revealing their faces which is interesting kind of yeah concept yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that i did yeah yeah it was and it was both it was both hot and sweet like the idea of like them kind of giving head while into like a cape type thing <laughs> was yes. somehow very hot but then also at the same time like having to like keep their eyes closed just to kiss was also very like yeah they protected each sweet. other yeah it's like oh yeah. yeah a full range full range mm-hmm. all right shall we go on to rescue me tonight yeah let's yeah. do it <laughs> okay so rescue me tonight is by super honey it was published in 2017. Um, it's 40,000 words long and it's also explicit. All of these fixed today are. Um, and the um, summary goes like this. In order to secure his chance at a better life, he'll have to ruin the best man he's ever known. When Dean first hears the proposal, he fears it's a joke. He'll be paid to seduce one of the most well-respected bachelors in London, Lord Castile Milton and then break his heart. But Lord Castile's enemies are ruthless men and they'll stop at nothing to see him humbled, including hiring Dean to play the role of a lifetime. Transforming himself from a lowly prostitute to a well-bred country lord won't be easy, but if all goes according to plan, Dean will finally be free from the life he despises. He never expected to fall in love along the way. <laughs> it's a great summary. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah. All right. I'm going to let you two talk about this one just because I've no joke read this fic about (laughs) I'm going to say easily 20 times so So I'm just going to let you two talk about this one and then you can gush about it afterwards (laughs) (laughs) well I love this one Um, yeah I loved it too I loved that they had just like such a chemistry between them right away Yep. Like, despite the angst of it all, because, you know, Dean's sort of hiding who he is, um, they're just so sweet and lovely together from the very beginning. So I couldn't help but enjoy it. Like, <laughs> anyway, It doesn't take him long to fall for Cass, does it? <laughs> no, it does not. I mean, I, I relate, but... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should say that... Um, so at the beginning, yeah, Dean's a, a prostitute... Um, I'm trying to think how he how he came into that. I think he used to he him and Sam ended up orphans, and then Sam sort of disappeared one day, and he never worked out where Sam had gone. So then he had to go into you know mm. prostitution to kind of make make a living, I guess. Um, and so then uh, Zachariah and Uriel 
and someone else. Try to think. No, I think it was just them. They, they, yeah. Yeah. Zachariah is trying to get back at Cass, uh, trying to bring, you know, ruin him basically for something else that's, that happened in the past. So they hire Dean to become, to uh, kind of pretend to be a lord and, yeah, as the summary says, fall in love with Cass, uh, make, make Cass fall in love with him even and then break his heart. So there's no, um, I don't think there's any of the actual prostitution part shown in the fic or maybe in the first chapter it kind of fades to black or whatever but um there's no dean with with other people because i know some people don't like reading about that yeah um but then yeah then he become he like dresses up and becomes his lord persona <laughs> and goes and meets Cass, and it's really lovely they go to all sorts of little balls and events together and um get to know each other and they and they have charlie with them as a chaperone so this is yeah. yeah this is one of the ones where um marriage equality is 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 fine like there's no hiding um which makes it yeah an interesting twist because it means that then as an unmarried young man uh Cass can't be seen you know to, with Cass in public he has to have a chaperone which is where charlie comes in so I know I thought that was so cute like even though same-sex relationships like weren't taboo like it was really good to have that like chaperone and it's Charlie and they're kind of as a little the three of them going out and around and yeah to oh, the museum so and to, <laughs> yeah, to the park to and, the park oh, really <laughs> lovely yeah and then obviously that makes it more complicated for, for Dean to to know that he's gonna break Charlie's heart as well as Cass's in the end because they're all really good friends yeah yeah um can't really explain much more about the plot without spoiling the whole thing yeah (laughs) all right mal let us have it (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know yet like you said i don't necessarily want to spoil the plot of this one for everybody um because it is constructed obviously around a specific plot it's not it's not an overly complicated plot by any means um but i don't necessarily want to spoil it for any everybody um <laughs> so i'm trying to work out like what can i say that's not going to spoil everything this, actually, um, this... i love sorry go on so carry on, carry on. no i was gonna say um this one does have a lot of the tropey elements that that go into this kind of fic like it's got uh, a walk in the rain where they end up wet and you know um yeah it's got the dancing at the ball where they're making eyes at each other all that all that kind of good stuff that we like to read about it's all here yeah it it is very tropey i think that's one of the reasons why i enjoy it so much this is one of those kind of like comfort reads for me because i've i've read it enough that like the angsty parts are no longer remotely angsty for me because obviously i know exactly what happens and how long it's it's going to take them to sort this little blip out um so it's it's very much just a comfort read me so i just get to bask in the joyous tropiness of this so, yeah. and i i found that you know it is obviously a bit angsty considering you know the plot and that but i found that it could have been way more angstier than it was so i kind of enjoyed that because i mean i like angst but i'm not like you know obsessed with angst so i kind of like that it wasn't <laughs> as angsty as it could have been in that sense yeah yeah like yes the the characters could have reacted to the events in the story very differently to the way that they did 
Um, and I'm glad that uh, Super Honey chose to have them do it in the way that they did because it just made it just a much more kind of I don't know it's it's a heartwarming story which is kind of a weird yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to say given the plot but it is actually it is it's really heartwarming yeah yeah and I love that uh this is not getting too spoilery but Charlie just um sees through the whole thing like she knows something's up from quite early on I think and uh yes and she forces Dean to like confess like in the you know she makes him do it which I love. Yes. Yeah. And I love uh, Dean's confession in this, like the way, just just the wording and the way that he confesses to Cass. Um, obviously, he assumes that once he confesses to Cass, everything is going to fall apart. Um, so he kind of just puts it all out there, really. Yeah. So yeah. that's, uh, which is very nice to read because obviously we don't get to see Dean do that a lot yes <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah open communication that that's not a thing <laughs> yeah Dean. he's not very good so, at his words is he no he's not and even in this he only uses them because he's backed into a corner really and just kind of thinks that this is his only opportunity to do so and that he's got absolutely nothing left to lose at that point yeah. um yeah which i'm not suggesting it's a good thing that that happens to dean but you know <laughs> kind of works for my purposes as a reader so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i enjoy it so i really like the um kind of society parts of this like when they um, because of the way that it's written with same-sex relationships being okay in this fic, but them still having that same standard. Like, it, it wouldn't be okay for Dean and Cass to, to be alone as they're both known to like men, so therefore Charlie has to be there and that kind of thing. I just, I love that because you have this, the same kind of tension at the balls and when they're in carriages and things like that that you would have if you were reading yeah. those classics like Pride and Prejudice and stuff. And you have yeah. the exact same tension <laughs> with dean and Cass when they're like on a balcony together and they know that they shouldn't be there and it's so scandalous because someone might see them <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah it makes it i guess it must have made it easier in some ways for gentlemen back then to get some time together because <laughs> they were allowed to yeah it wasn't too scandalous yeah. for them to be together um yeah, in reality, and same for the women. I'm sure they could get away with. Oh yeah, a lot, especially especially as they were just well, even you know, more, even more so for them because it was yeah. totally fine for them to share a bed or whatever, you know. Yeah, was... because there were there was a, a whole train of thought at the time where a lot of people just didn't believe that was even possible for women. They just didn't think that that was a thing. <laughs> so yeah. they were like, oh, that, that'll be fine. Good friends, such good friends. Yes. Yeah. How lovely that they've lived together for 20 years and <laughs> yeah yes anyway. spent their entire lives together oh, <laughs> best friends forever <laughs> honestly that that's one historical trope that i just <laughs> can, can you really call it a trope i don't think so it's more of a sad fact of life but <laughs> yeah it's, it's one one that i'm here for best friends forever yeah yeah so, so tell me about the um, this for everybody but definitely read this one please everybody <laughs> well i was gonna say tell me about the series like there's a 
there's a lot more of this, right? I only read the first one. I'm just finding yes. out there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get all kinds of goodies if you read the series you get to go to paris you get to meet balthazar you get all kinds of goodies if you read the entire series and i feel like a lot of the things kind of left unsaid from the first story are definitely followed up in the second part of it so like the sequel like yes there was a lot of like kind of loose ends that needed to be tied up so yeah it's really cute like the series as a whole is just so adorable i love it yeah, it's, it's very sweet. It's not like a, a heavy series at all, necessarily. But there are definitely some things that I think if if weren't addressed, like it wouldn't make any sense to me, I think, if Dean and Cass starting their relationship the way they did, if they just miraculously carried on without any kind of issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they don't necessarily really have any issues, but there definitely are discussions and things that that need to happen, which do happen later on in the series, which is great. So. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I know what my reading's lined up now. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I feel like I've got to give this a reread, even though I just basically read it. So. Uh, yeah. Go do it. <laughs> Make sure you read the entire series, Ellen, and tell Super Honey we sent you. Okay. <laughs> now, this is a really good one that I would advise for kind of people who maybe aren't confident with um, trying Regency Fix to start with because it's not, it's one of those that's not super heavy on all the historical stuff. Um, It's definitely there. It's got a really kind of um, nice, solid historical feeling setting. But Super Honey's also kind of made sure that they're not beating you over the head head with it. (laughs) I think in um, Mm. their notes, they actually say something like, um, yeah, I did some interesting research for this, then threw most of it out the window, <laughs> which I relate to a lot. Um, so yeah, loosely historical. So they've not gone down to every little detail. You're not going to get the language that's kind of so heavy that you have to like translate what they're actually saying. Um, it, it's kind of a really good, comfortable entry point where you get that lovely historical feeling without having to plow through a ton of it. So. Well, I love this first one, so I'm definitely going to go and check out the rest now. Yeah, and it's really hot too. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> it is. Got to mention that. <laughs> Everybody loves the trope of the character that has been um, a prostitute or an escort or something like that, but then experiences real pleasure. <laughs> Everybody has to enjoy that, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so never had mind-blowing sex with anyone except for this one guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Gaz is so, like, sweet in this. Oh, he's just such a lovely character in this one, like. <laughs> yes. He's a good guy. Like, he's so, like, genteel and proper how he should be and, like, so concerned about, like, even even after he knows who Dean is, he's still very concerned about, like, Dean's reputation and making sure that like Dean is looked after how he should be and it's just very it's very lovely yep give Dean what he deserves yep (laughs) please someone's got to (laughs) right right. I will stop talking about this fic now but (laughs) please go read it (laughs) you can talk about this fic more if you want there's not much more to say though without just yeah, wait, without spoiling everything, because it is only 40,000 words, and like I said, I don't want to just spoil the whole plot of it, so. 
yeah, it definitely is a very feel good. Um, you come out of it feeling like everything's been resolved and you're warm and happy. It's got tropes and romance and dancing and rimming. So go. <laughs> That's the tagline for this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, Winchester Affair. Yay. I'm just going to be enthusiastic about every fic in this episode. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Jess, would you be willing to read the thing for this one or would you, have you got? Yeah. Oh, uh, so the Winchester Affair by, uh, and I meant it to sting. It was published for the Harlequin Challenge uh, 2019. Uh, it's 34,000 words and it is explicit. Castile Shirley has emerged from self-imposed exile to help see his sister safely wed. But when Hale discovers a priceless diamond brooch at the LaCroix Ball, a villain finds the opening he needs and Castile finds himself in a nightmare. Blackmailed by the odious Zachariah Adler, he is given one mission, to spy upon Dean, the handsome Marquess of Winchester, or see his entire family ruined. As he's running out of time, Castile has a choice has to make a choice save his family or risk it all to protect the man he has loved in secret since childhood yes (laughs) (laughs) i read this one a a while ago and i i was so happy to get to read it again because i'd forgotten how much i love it (laughs) it's such a great story yeah it's such a great story yeah. I'm horrifically biased. I did help beta this fic, so I should have done <laughs> yeah. that up front. <laughs> so I'm horrifically biased on this one. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's really good. Um, I do love Zachariah as a villain. He's the perfect villain to me because he's he just so odious in every way. Yeah, he's smarmy. Yeah. <laughs> Lo- love the actor. The, act- the actor is great. Like he did such a great job of just making him entirely repugnant. <laughs> like there's yep. nothing yep. redeemable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember if I've seen him as a good guy in any supernatural fit whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think I have. No. Oh, like, as soon yeah. as he enters a fit, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> I've, I've seen him as, like, I think Cass's dad one time, and he wasn't entirely horrible. But <laughs> Entirely yeah, horrible. <laughs> mostly, you know, generally. Yeah, you do see him and you go, oh no, here's the bad guy. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he blackmails Dean. No, he's he blackmails Cass into trying to bring Dean and his family down. Yes. Well, um, they've known each other their whole lives, and they're besties. And they used to. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong here. They used to be a thing. Like when they were at university, they actually used to sleep together, right? They were definitely yes. Is that there is kind of a, a recognized regency trope that it was kind of accepted for younger men to maybe kind of fool around a bit before they went out and, into the and world. Women and women too, I think. Yeah, often, um, before they kind of yeah. left college and that kind of thing. Um, but it was always seen as something you grew out of and didn't talk about. And obviously Cass assumes that Dean viewed it that way <laughs> yeah yeah but i enjoyed that because they knew each other from childhood just from like the moment they were really casual with each other like they had that familiarity like it wasn't you know it wasn't like established relationship because obviously you've still got that 
romantic part that was sort of built up but mm. I liked how they had that sort of familiarity from the beginning of the story it was like really nice yeah mm-hmm. it was almost like a, f- a lovers to friends to lovers <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> without having like an actual breakup in the middle yeah 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 kind of wanted to like smack Kath's head against a wall for part of the fic but it was fine. yeah well he was like <laughs> Dean was being so earnest the whole time like you know it was really obvious that he wanted to get back together with Kaz like he was keen <laughs> and Kaz is just like yeah oh he doesn't think about me in that way it's like dude <laughs> come on open your eyes <laughs> yeah oh Cass yeah <laughs> Um, as far as I remember, even when they are sleeping together again, Cass still thinks that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. He Cass, does, he does, yeah. Let, let's take a minute here, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of uh, like, extremely exquisite pining um, in this, on yes. both sides, even though it's, I think, entirely yeah. from Cass's point of view. Um, you can really feel it from Dean as well. Yes, that's something yeah. that... Um, the author that animated Sting is really good at in all of her fics, whether they're modern ones or Regency ones, because she's got like a bunch of Regency ones, which I will 100% babble about a bunch more of them later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she's really, really good at the pining. And it yes. comes through in this one. I, I really liked the kind of like plot, like mystery kind of aspect going on with this one as well. Um, yeah. Like mm. to have the, the pining like wrapped into it so well. Just, oh. My lifeblood. I love a good pine. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I really enjoyed um, Mary's character in this. Just like that sort of loving figure towards Cass. I really liked that. Yes. It was really sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That she just viewed Cass as part of her family and. Yeah. Even (laughs) even tried to kind of. Yeah, she, you know, stand up for Dean and, and gave him know. a bit of a slap around the head at one point. I think, like, what yeah, are you doing? yeah. She, tried to, she tried to do a bit of a like 1700s wingman effort for a little bit there, and Cass just didn't really, didn't really get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Cass. <laughs> Having said yeah, that, it is it is it. lovely. <laughs> it is. It is. It is lovely. Um, this has got like all of the the tropey things in it too it's got parties and you know visiting each other and there's even like they go to the boxing they do some boxing at one point or you know there's all sorts of different yeah things yes Uh, i think the author just kind of went down a list of what are all these lovely regency tropes that i want to drive people crazy with i'll just check them all off yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and they do have a lovely happy ending i think the ending of this particular fic is one of my favorites out of almost any historical fic but there's just something about like the setting and the way that it wrapped up the final scene was just so lovely to me made me happy yeah yeah i really liked the ending as well sucker for a happy ending torture them first i love that but like give them (laughs) yeah (laughs) give them the happy ending at the end (laughs) exactly tear them to pieces but then just put them back together again (laughs) yeah (laughs) like in the the fix we've talked about today i like how they all the endings are all happy but they have those different elements in terms of how they've sort of like made the society you know whether it's like same-sex relationships are accepted or not and I like how they're all very different in terms of how they've ended up together in the end 
I think that's like yeah. really interesting. Yeah, because there's, there's different ways you can go about it, and all of these folks tackle it in different ways, which is fun. Mm. Yeah, I'll try I to like say that well. without giving away. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try not to say specifically what happens, but yeah, <laughs> all different. All different. So, I liked. Um, I like the. the um, sorry, continue. Uh, I was going to say um, Hale. I quite liked Hale's character. Like I know in the in the show, she's only in it for half an episode or something. Yeah. But um, that Sting has given her a, a, a sort of shrewd kind of character, and like she knows what's going on the whole time, and she kind of knows what she wants in the end too. Like she's accepting that you know shit's going down, but this is the way out of it, and you know she's she's good. I guess in the show she does yeah, that a yeah. bit too. She knows exactly what she wants in the show and she's trying to get Cass to, um, you know, fix heaven or whatever. But Yeah, like she said, she's practical in this, but she's yeah. also like she's pragmatic. Like she's, yeah, yeah but, but she's a likable character as well and she obviously kind of values her family and, you know, she comes across as a very kind of likable person. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah almost like an original character kind of thing in this one you're like taking someone who's got a very small role in the actual show and giving her a, um, a whole story yeah, i always <laughs> find it interesting when authors you know choose those more minor characters for their fix because they do obviously have that much more leeway with them so it's really interesting to see what they do with them so yeah but yeah she was great in this yeah one of the things that um is interesting about this one and i think all regency fix in general is obviously you can you've got different different stations in the regency times so you can either have them both be kind of upper class lord who or whatever um or you can have one of them be higher than the other in status or both of them be lower you don't see a lot of fix where they're both lower because i think playing with that dynamic is kind of part of the like one of the biggest main tropes for regency fix in general so you don't see a lot of fix where they're yeah. both kind of lower status um but this one is interesting because i haven't found a ton where it's that dean is the higher status person and Cass is lower because in in this one he is i want to say impoverished but he is somewhat lower than dean in status due to events <laughs> yeah <laughs> no spoilers yeah. <laughs> so which is interesting because a lot of the time um, they do do it the other way around, which I'm assuming, or at least the way I would do it. So I'm assuming that this is probably other people's thought process as well, is that they're probably using that as like a mirror for kind of casting from heaven and being, you know, above, in theory, above Dean and Dean's background being generally not that great. <laughs> when, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of mirror that in the fic as well. So it was really interesting in this one that they decided to have um, Dean come from this much more privileged background, which you do see in yeah. some um, Regency fics, but I find that in the ones where Dean has a privileged background, Cast usually does as well. Yes. So it's interesting that they ended up with Dean being the higher up person. That sound, that, that phrasing sounds odd, but hopefully you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that research into the, um, the system of titles and and landholders and all that stuff is so complicated like yeah uh, the, 
Oh. It sounds simple at first glance, doesn't it? That it's like, oh, well, the suns get everything and it goes down the line. But it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, <laughs> so. and you've got, you know, you've got the lords and the dukes and the marquesses and, the, you know, there are all these different ones. And they're not always like, there's no, no strict hierarchy. Like some of them are, uh, are, are on equal footing or <laughs> it's to do with land and titles. And, oh, it's so complex. I think, yeah. I think when writing... Um, one of the ones I wrote for a Regency Bang, I just threw all that out in the end and I'm like, okay, this one's a lord and that one is like Mr. Winchester or whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to hurt my brain with any more of this um, and try to avoid the actual hierarchical nature of it. But um, yeah. Yeah. I remember doing a ton of research into that to make one of the stories that we wrote together, so the, the one that we did for Pinefest this year, to make that story work because it mattered, <laughs> like what people's titles were in yeah, that story. Yeah. Like actually, like it was an important part of the story. Otherwise, some elements of it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, that's so, right. And like the research, the research hole <laughs> that I fell into, I was just like, okay, this is a lot more complicated than it sounds like at first glance. So I was like, okay, <laughs> but yeah. Well, we do have a few. If you're listening to this and you're worried about the research part of it if you're thinking of writing a fic um our discord for our regency bang um has like a whole channel which with a bunch of links to different research that people have done and, and added in there so there's heaps of info there yeah um, it's great it's a, it's a good start <laughs> for looking stuff up yeah. yeah, and in case it's not already clear, I love talking about this shit. So just DM me. Yeah, just, to, just <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have to talk about it. Okay. I'll talk your ear off about stuff for ages, and you'll just be like, "Oh God, how do I shut her up?" Yeah. <laughs> just send her off down the rabbit hole. I'll be sending you random DMs about historical dildos at three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Okay. I don't want to say anything else about this because it's going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, this one has a very, like, integral mystery plot thing going on. Blackmail storyline. Um, blackmail, again, very popular Regency storyline. Not even yes. just in fanfic, just in, like, novels about this era in general. Um, just a big trope that you will find. So. Yes, because there weren't really, like, there was no police to speak of. Like, no, no one's going to catch you if you've done something wrong, really. Like, it's just down to your like being ruined like your status being you know that yeah the, reputation harsher consequences yeah 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 so you just needed somebody mouth. to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. yeah tricky time to live in i'm sure yeah too much pressure for me i yeah, say yeah. the wrong thing way too often <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yes um all right so we've got some more um, fix to recommend, I'm sure. Yeah. I've got a whole list, so would you two like to go first and then <laughs> sure. fill in the gaps? I mean, the one I recommend is the one you guys wrote for Regency last year. Ah. <laughs> yeah. you're like, no, don't talk no. about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. Yeah, you can. I will happily talk about. I I loved writing that fic. It was my. It was like so much fun to write. (laughs) I mean, two person love triangle was so good. Like, um, I just enjoyed reading it, and I just feel like it didn't get as much attention as it deserved. Like, I feel like more people should read it. 
so read it <laughs> yeah it, no I really like that one I just love I mean I love two persons love triangles one of my favorite um tropes to read but like adding that into Regency and just like the whole dynamic especially with like you know talking a bit about like class differences talking about obviously that same-sex relationships were taboo I really liked how it was just all delved into one it was just yeah it was really good so definitely so that's a novel affair by you two so yeah thank you that's my biggest recommendation <laughs> oh <Yes>. thanks <laughs> and the, the funniest part about that whole thing was that we did some research early on and we sort of decided kind of what it was going to be like and then we wrote like the entire thing in like a few weeks <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember you two just like oh we've got to write more of this and you're just like trying to get the last bit out of it it was like the more was a... the more we wrote the more we thought about other things that could happen in it and it was like well, what if we did this and what if that happened and it was like so we've only got like four weeks left to write the thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it was just but yeah somehow we still kept adding things and just pushing towards that deadline like we could we, we can we could fit in we that, can do, right? we can do like, it right no worries <laughs> but yeah somehow somehow we, it all came yeah, together we started off with works. so much time yeah <laughs> you always do <laughs> i feel like this is kind of how co-writing works in general though like when the, when there's deadlines yeah. involved like you just kind of put it off and you can't like, especially when you live on opposite sides of the world. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Keep missing each on other. The one hand, talk it's about wonderful because th there's no better feeling than having a story that you're really into and then waking up and finding that some magical fairy in the middle of the night has added more words to your story. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing better as a writer. Um, but then the other part of that is that you tend to like egg each other on a bit. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the story ends up getting longer and longer and longer and longer. So, but yeah, writing with Ellen is always amazing, and I have no doubt that we will do it again. But we are planning on doing it again. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be excited for the next one. I always am. <laughs> oh. The other part that was fun about that one was reading about all the uh, books that we included in it. So that was a whole other, yeah. a whole other uh, research project. Yeah, I got to read books. It was, it was getting a bit meta at one point. I got to read books to write fic about people about, talking about, about books in yeah. fic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay, right. now that awkwardness is over. I'm like bright pink. I know. I'm really glad no one can see me right now. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> what would you What would you like to recommend, Ellen? Um, okay. So I am currently reading. I'm st I'm not finished. I've only got a couple of chapters to go. I was trying to um, get it finished last night, but you know, I kind of had COVID a few weeks ago, and I am no longer able to stay up late at night, which is a problem. But anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a thing. It happens. Yeah. Um, ugh. the Dukes of Winchester, uh, by Jenny Fly, uh, was oh, written. Oh, that one's so for, good. Yeah. It was written for our for the Regency Bang. Um two years ago I think and it's you know 88,000 words which is why it's taking me a while to get through it but I love it um, so this is um, Omega Verse, which is unusual for um, you know a historical I guess fig in general most of most of them tend to be you know non-ABO I guess 
But um, we, I think this year in Regency Bang, we have had a few people ask if they can write um, Omegaverse. So I think we might be having a few more coming up. But anyway. Oh, interesting. Um, this one is about... Oh, it's a, it's a complicated story. So Sam and Dean, um, you know, are poor. They live in, in London and they, I guess, Dean tinkers with things and builds little clockwork things out of metal and it's just, oh, it's so sweet. But anyway, he <laughs> manages to get enough money together to send Sam to a school and then they, they go, you know, work their way up to getting a scholarship in a university and Sam ends up meeting the princess, um, so Sam is an alpha. They, he finds out that his true mate is Princess Jess, and um, so they end up getting married. So Dean is now, as an Omega, is now thrust into this like um, royalty kind of you know place. He moves with Sam's household, I guess, to the Winchester estate, and um, Cass comes there as well as like a. I don't know, was he getting like an advisor or something, like a tax man basically to write lists of everything that needs to be done. So it takes them a little while, but they eventually work out that they are true mates as well. And, you know, all of the good Omegaverse stuff goes on. But the, the, the thing that I love about this story, apart from the actual historical stuff, which is beautiful, beautiful language, um, the, the details in the, in the historical side of it are amazing. But there's also um, quite a big kind of ensemble cast um, story going on. Like it's not just about Dean and Cass. It's like everyone's got their own little things happening. So, um, you know, the, the town nearby, um, Gabriel and, and Balthazar are investing in that and getting people to come and live there. And there's like drama in London in Glassblower Street with all these other people like Patience in Missouri. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things going on with different characters. And I love that, that all of that is brought in together. So looking forward yeah. to finishing the last few chapters of that it's great it's really it's really a good fic I think I, it was one of the first ones I sort of read when we ran that and like it um all the fics started coming out I was really looking forward to that one when I had to you know make up the like summaries for claims and things like that I was like oh I really can't wait to read this one when it yeah. when it's published so yeah, it's really good. And Jenny, who writes it, oh, she's just such a lovely human. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, Jenny's wonderful. So. I feel terrible that's taken me so long to get to it because um, I've had the, all of these Regency bang fix on my list for so long. <laughs> I'm glad that I've been able to finally <laughs> read some of them now, but um, definitely recommend that one. And when you look at the, the tag list, it does have um, graphic violence tag, but it's got a bunch of other stuff tagged. Um, that makes it actually sound like it's a really gritty story, like it's got all this war stuff in there. <laughs> I just want to say that the overall feeling of the fic is really warm and fluffy. Um, and there is yeah. a little bit of angsty kind of things going on, but it's not like the tags are, are, are a lot. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's a lovely story. And if you enjoyed that one, I do believe that Jenny has a very... Um, I would say similar, but another historical um, story set in, I think, the 1920s. So, Ooh. yeah, if you enjoyed that one, definitely check out the other one as well, which I'm going completely off the top of my head. I think that that is the one called God's Exiles. Um, let me check. Yes, I'm right. Ha, I <laughs> <Yay>. something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 
yeah, if you enjoyed that one, make sure you check out um, her other ones as well. Uh, excellent. Okay. Now, what shall I pick off my list to recommend? <laughs> okay. We've we've recommended a, a bunch of chunky ones so far. So let's pick something smaller, maybe, to start with. Um, oh, I don't know. I was going to recommend that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on, i will be recommending <laughs> a bunch i'll be recommending a bunch yeah go on but just because i want to bring in some of my other favorite tags i'm going to recommend a little thick a um smaller it's, this one is ten thousand words so it's, it's a good entry level entry level it's not quite a one shot because it is divided up into chapters but it's kind of one shot length um this yeah. is contentment in meadows green by neon bat oh yeah yeah, this book is lovely. Um, if this is one of the gay marriage is allowed um, kind of versions of Regency. Um, and it also has a Russian cast in it. <laughs> Which we all know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all know I'm a sucker for that. Um, <laughs> um, so yes, this is a story where Dean and Cass met when they were children. Um, and dean kind of the kind of sort out cast kind of i think it believe it says in the summary like across a ballroom <laughs> like sort him out um and then obviously they meet again when they are older um it's it's actually very sweet like it's not you know there's not a bunch of angst or or any of that going on here um don't really have a lot of space for it in ten thousand words i guess but it's lovely just the way that it's written it's one of those kind of like just heartwarming like fix that once you read the end of it you just feel like warm and happy which i really enjoy and i think for ten thousand words it's a great nice little way to dip into regency so and i always love neon bats fisks so mm-hmm. yeah i really like that one yeah so there we go a short one to balance out all of the massive ones that we've been recommending <laughs> <laughs> um there is another little one that was in the last round of the Regency Bane that I really enjoyed. Um, it is established relationship, but it's really cute. It's um it's called Rare as Roses by Science Blues, mm-hmm. and it's involving how uh, you know Cassiel's rich, he owns his own land, and Dean's actually works for him as a gardener, and like they actually already have this established relationship it's obviously secret because um it's still got that sort of rules of um no same-sex relationships and that and it's about how like cassio's family comes to visit and um they've basically got to kind of keep their relationship sort of secret in a sense but it was just a really sweet fit because it's only thirteen thousand words but i really liked that one i just yeah it was like a really nice heartwarming fic um and you know, I don't read as many established relationships, but I thought that one was really sweet because it still had a bit of that sort of that tension and build up and things like that. Yeah, that one was on my list as well. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw uh, Mal back under the cushions and say Of Lords oh, and damn. Letters by Mel Mises <laughs> is <laughs> one that I particularly like. So this is where um, Dean... Uh, has been at war um, in the Napoleonic War. Um, and God, now I'm doing it to myself because it's been ages since I've read this and <laughs> I remember everything that happens. He, he writes, he writes um, 
Okay, so he exchanged letters with Cass, who's been <laughs> looking after his property at home while he's been away. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, sorry. I'm just trying yeah. to remember <laughs> yeah. which, which one. Okay, so Cass has I'm been... I'm trying to remember now myself because it's been like two years since I wrote it or something like that. So I'm like, what does happen in that story? <laughs> so this one was written for the yeah. first Regency Big Bang. Um, so it's got some really lovely artwork in it that um, includes the kind of the letters that Dean's been writing and whatever. So there's a, a um, ep- ep- story. I can't say that word again. Um, <laughs> there's some letter writing <laughs> um, that goes on in the first part of the fic and then after a, a few chapters they actually meet each other and it goes from there. So um, really lovely, uh, a romantic uh, letters first and then a, a romance in person later on. Yeah, it's a really sweet fic. I really like that one. Yeah. Okay, that one I'm is done. quite mushy, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you for keeping that short. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> All right, so I was going to talk about another of um, And I Meant It to Sting's fics. Now, I, if just coming off the top of my head, I think um, she has, I want to say, four regency fix um f- five but i think one of them is a sam eileen um scented fic it's not destiel so there may be destiel in the background i can't remember quite off the top of my head um but i think there are four other ones but i am going to talk briefly about one of my favorites which is honor undressed uh, it's just over fifteen thousand words um, and it's a story where Cass and Dean used to um, be in the war together. So Dean was assigned as Cass's Batman, as the, which I just mm. I loved that detail. Um, so he um, was kind of uh, almost like Cass's right hand man when he was uh, at war, basically. Um, Castiel is Lord Milton. And after the war, he went back home and Dean followed him as his valet. So he has been working with Cass for a number of years, I think, by the time um, the story begins. And Dean and Cass are kind of known as the people you go to to solve problems. (laughs) Um, Because Dean was born in the gutters. He's not ashamed to you know get his hands dirty to get things fixed if needs be um so when people have problems that they need solved they they go to Cass and miraculously their problems go away (laughs) um so in in this particular story um I think he's Castiel's cousin in this if I remember I'm reading off the top of my head I didn't I don't actually have the fic open which is my own fault um but uh Gabriel and Belsar have a little problem in this where they may be exposed um and so they turn to cast for help um so there's a kind of a plot element going on there um it's obviously resolved fairly quickly because the story is only fifteen thousand words um but the problem is dean has been in love with Cass ever since they were in the war together Cass has been in love with dean ever since they were in the war together but the issue is that even though in this fic they both become aware of that Cass still refuses to be the lord that takes advantage of his valet so he won't do anything about it (laughs) which adds like a a little 
kind of twist to this one in that even though they're both aware of it Cass still takes that bit of extra persuading in this one damn it Cass (laughs) damn it Cass yeah it's so good though like the 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 pining like somehow she managed to do it without it feeling angsty like it feels very piney but it it doesn't feel angsty like you don't really ever think that they're not going to resolve it you Mm. just want to see how how they do it (laughs) yeah so yeah, it's, it's really good. I love this one. So. I haven't read that, but that sounds really good. So I'll definitely yeah, it is. It does. Go go and do another one. Oh, Jess, have you got okay. another one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to let Mal talk. <laughs> just, just let me keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, We'll just put links to all of And I Meant It's Sting's fix in um, the blog post. Because like I said, though, she has got like four, I think, um, Regency fix, which I have here on my list mm-hmm. to recommend. So we'll just put all of those in there. Um, I've got another super honey one on my list, uh, The Betrothal Bargain, which again, oh, I've talked about one of hers. So I will stick that in the list as well. I do want to talk about um, one of the first Regency fix I read in the fandom, I think, other than some of Super Honeys. Um, this is called Resisting Mr. Milton by Sergeant Mom 573 This is just over 30,000 words. So this is a story where Dean's preferences have been found out by his uh, grandfather, Zachariah. So as we said earlier, as soon as he's in a fic, <laughs> you know bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So his preferences have been discovered and he is basically put in a position where if he doesn't marry Anna Milton, then his preferences will be exposed to the world. Which, as we all know, in Regency times, is going to go very badly. Um, His main concern is that if that happens, something it's going to put Sam in a bad position because Sam wants to go to read law at Cambridge and wants to be able to marry the person that he loves. He wants to be able to marry Jess. And if he has to take Dean's position as the first son, instead, he won't be able to do that. So from Dean's point of view he doesn't even really care about his own position he just wants to protect Sam so he goes off to the Milton estates to go and stay with them and to marry Anna who he has no particular affection for I mean she is not in any way presented as like unpleasant like he doesn't dislike her or anything like that she's just very kind of passive (laughs) um but she does have a brother <laughs> um <laughs> wow shocker <laughs> right see the, the summary actually says um however there is a blue-eyed breathtaking beautiful problem <laughs> uh, that dean had not taken into consideration when he agreed to the marriage the merchant's oldest son and heir castiel milton a smoldering example of how enticing the devil can truly be <laughs> There is a fantastic boxing scene in this fic, um, <laughs> which it's the best part is it, it's called resisting Mr. Milton for a reason. Cass is a little shit in this fic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's definitely a case of Cass attempting to resist, uh, sorry, Dean attempting to resist Cass and Cass not making it easy for him in the slightest. Um, Amazing. It's, yeah, it's just really good fun. It does end up with a happy ending for everybody. So that's, you know, putting that out there. It's it's not kind of an angsty ending. Nobody gets 
kind of screwed over in the end. Um, and it is just really good fun, and you will very much enjoy that boxing scene if you read it. <laughs> so, please, <laughs> please go and enjoy yourselves. Like, I'm in no way interested in boxing in modern day, but in a in a period piece, yes, thank you, sweaty men yes. wrestling, <laughs> punching each other. Exactly. With <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> exactly. You'll be interested in that in that uh, boxing scene the same way Dean was interested in it. So, <laughs> okay, that one's on my list. I've got to put a plug in. Uh, one of my favourite Aussie authors is um, Alison Goodman and her series uh, Lady Helen and the Dark Days Club is like actually probably what drew me back into Regency in a, in a serious way um, because it's like it's basically like supernatural in Regency London. So Lady Helen is like this, this girl who discovers that she has to be part of this... Um, this society that basically hunts monsters and it's just like there's demons involved and it's like I think originally when the when the series came out it was described as like Buffy but in Regency London (laughs) um and yeah it's great there's three it's a trilogy and um I think in America it was it was published as just the Dark Days Club but it's worth a read it's so good I love it anyway that's my random plug aside, and I will put a link to that in there as well. Um, I'm going to mention one more, I think, which is a little bit shorter. It's 22,000 words, um, and this may have also been a Regency Bangfic, if I remember correctly. Um, it's called Love Letters Lost by, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but I think it's by Nao, N-A-O-E, maybe. Um, so this is a story where Cass and Dean met when they were children. Um, and they kind of had their kind of first kiss and first little explorations together. Um, but Cass uh, had more money than Dean. I believe Dean was kind of quite poor in this AU. So Cass went off to London and went to school and had to take over his kind of family hoardings. And Dean ended up um, actually leaving the country and going on like a kind of a voyage with a doctor and learning how to be a, a doctor as kind of like a almost like an an unpaid apprentice um so they haven't seen each other for years and years and years and years and years until suddenly dean turns up in london when they're both adults and there's there's a lot of miscommunication they managed to pick pack a lot of miscommunication into twenty two thousand words um but again it's a very happy ending it's lovely I, i really enjoyed this one um one of the interesting thing about this is i think it's one of the only ones on this list that's actually a teen rated fic um, so it's oh, yeah. not, yeah. So it's not explicit, even though um, you, you do kind of get like the idea that there was some kind of like minor action and possibly some like minor action when they were both underage, like exploring together there. Um, mm. But it was just a, it, it is a, a teen rated fic. There's nothing shown there. So, but yeah, it's very sweet. Um, you do want to again yell at Cass a little bit why do we always do this see <laughs> <laughs> so where's the oblivious one I thought normally Dean was the one who couldn't get his shit together <laughs> yeah. right apart a, a, a lesser in the Regency era apparently uh, but yes but uh, D- Dean does deserve a few yells in this one as well because he's he's not communicating he's not being clear in the slightest so you know what they both need yelling at in this one <laughs> <laughs> miscommunication woohoo 
Yeah. So. Awesome. There we go. I think I've probably, have I talked for long enough yet? Because I, I can keep going, but. <laughs> Welcome to do another one if you want. <laughs> Go on. Oh, it's getting awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we don't have to. <laughs> Go on, do one more and then we'll wrap up. Um, okay, so I'm going to recommend one that I think is actually much more recent than most of the others. No, nope, no, nope, much older than most of the others, is what I meant to say. <laughs> so this one from back in 2016. Uh, it's called Ink and Letters by, love this name. <laughs> Mm. why am i doing why am i doing this it's wrong but i love it (laughs) (laughs) is the name of the author um so the summary for this one says that in ancient times spouses mourning would dye their clothing with black ink and remain unapproachable until their clothing had been washed white by constant wear um a romantic friend informs castiel Castiel Milton is determined to pledge himself to another in marriage for love only. Unfortunately, his intended wears mourning clothes. So basically this is Cass kind of falling in love with Dean from a distance, but Dean is wearing black and so he can't approach Dean. Um, He doesn't realize that Dean is wearing black because a a family friend, um, like family members had, had passed. It's not that he lost a spouse or anything like that, but Cass doesn't, Tess doesn't realize that <laughs> um but uh hope blooms <laughs> when dean receives a letter from a secret admirer <laughs> yeah so Cass can't, Cass can't quite keep it to himself but um it's lovely it's there's some lovely letter writing here it's not very long it's it's under twelve thousand words um but we do love our epistolary in this and this one I, I have on my list particularly because it is another ABO story and there aren't that many of those in Regency so I wanted to kind of highlight just one or two. Yep. So yeah, this is another um, ABO story. But it's very enjoyable, it's, I liked it. That so. one, um, I added it to the list, it sounded lovely. But it's also rated G, which I found interesting, not just from a, a, a period point of view because a lot of these tend to be smart <laughs> um or at least rated explicit but there are a few that are g-rated and even yeah, rarer for a th- for a megaverse to be g yeah <laughs> yeah Sorry. yeah i th- i wonder if it's um i think we've talked about this before how i feel like ratings have changed a little bit in maybe the past five years longer i don't know a bit longer than that okay um whereas i think now uh g tends to like not all the time but almost exclusively be used for um fic that is either gen fic or where really nothing much relationship based happens otherwise it tends to just be a teen rating Mm. yeah um whereas in this one like there's definitely like relationship things happen (laughs) but um obviously nothing remotely explicit or anything like that but i just wonder if that's one of those things where maybe if it was written now it might be it might be rated as a teen fic um because i think we find that a lot with like the line between mature and explicit i think like at some point in the past it seems like that line was like somewhere slightly different than where it seems to be now yeah so it's kind of kind of hard kind of hard to find that line sometimes 
I know we've linked the, the the envelope analogy before. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, cool. but yeah, there's definitely definitely no um, actual smut in it that I recall. So, yeah, it's been a little while since I read this one, but um, it sounds yeah, sweet. I remember thinking that it was was quite cute with the, the the love letters and like secret admirer letters and not but not like wanting to approach somebody because you think it's not not done at the time but not quite being able to keep your feelings for yourself <laughs> yes. yeah that sounds really sweet yeah yeah all right okay. i really will be quiet now <laughs> <laughs> so i guess if that's all the 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 recommendations we've got for now um the 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 spn regency big bang um like you can find all the details about the bang and, and everything on our tumblr um, i'll put a link to it in the notes and you can check it out and the signups are obviously still open until may 2 and longer for artists so come and join us it's going to be a lot of fun yes please come join us yeah. Um, so, Jess, what have you got on at the moment? You're you've just published your um, Pine Fest, right? It was a few couple of weeks ago now, right? Yes, That's and right. it's one of the longest. It is the longest fic I've ever written. So it was. <laughs> so I'm like glad I finally published it. I got it out of the way. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Yeah, it, it's a, it's excited. a teen rated one. I'm excited. <laughs> I've had that open in a tab since pretty much like the hour that you posted it <laughs> I've had it, had it open but because it is longer I keep on saying to myself oh I need to wait for a weekend and then all these I long graphics keep coming up and stuff so one of these weekends yeah it's definitely different writing a long fic and it is teen rated but you know it's still I think it's still cute like <laughs> it is it's so um, sweet it's like yeah, parent so, type thing like um yeah I I got really inspired, like a parent trap sort of type, but not obviously, you know, they're not, the girls aren't twins or anything, but I just like them teaming up to get their dads together. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I liked like the sort of balance between having the perspective of Dean's daughter, but then also his perspective as well. I just wanted to balance that out. So you got, still got a lot of like Dean and Cass in there. Yeah. yeah, so really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just yeah, I've I've just joined uh, the Media Big Bang, so I'm writing something oh, for that at the moment. Oh, but excellent. that won't be published for a while, so that gives me time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got quite a long uh, time scale for Media Big Bang. We're very relaxed, so you've got kind of most of the year for that one, really. Yes, which so. is really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the good and bad side of signing up to bangs. It's like um, you think, oh, I've got all year to work on this. And then, but that the <laughs> deadline just like looms closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got to actually work definitely on the bang. definitely relaxed sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it gets to that point and you're like, oh, I've got 10K left to write and I've got like a week to do it. And you're just like slamming down the keys for a whole week, just trying to get words onto a page. You do mouse yeah. trick, and, <laughs> trick and write an entire DCBB story in a week. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a, a trick so much as an incredibly poor life decision. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I tend to do with almost all of my DCBBs so far. It's not a good choice. Oh, geez. Don't write the entire thing the weekend before. Don't do it. <laughs> so. Crazy. Um, 
Okay, uh, didn't mention before, but I will now that the name of your fic is A Five-Step Guide. Go and read that. It's really sweet. <laughs> That's the fun oh, first thank week. you. That's all right. Um, <laughs> and thank you very much for coming to talk to us today. Oh, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Excellent. It was lovely to get to chat to you out loud for once. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you for inviting me and allowing me to come join you guys. Very thank welcome. you for listening to me talk non-stop for <laughs> nearly two hours about Regency Fic. Oh, that's fine. But do it any time. <laughs> yeah. I will put links to all of my other recommendations, of which there are still quite a few more, so I will make sure that the uh, blog post has links to all of my other recommendations. Um, so, yes, all those links will be on our website, mixtapebookclub.com. And I know that we have um, said in the past that we're going to put transcripts on there of um, our episodes, and there are some transcripts already on there, but um, we like I've been a little bit behind in getting them up there. But I do, I am going to make an effort in the next few weeks to get a few more of those up there. So if you are, I mean, someone who likes to read transcripts while you're listening, there'll be more coming. It's a weird thing to say because I think a lot of people who uh, want to read a transcript probably aren't listening. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> also yeah. anyway. Some, I think some people do just like to read them though. So Yeah, I mean, do, you know, they read people, along while they're listening yeah. or, you know. Yeah, for some people it's an accessibility accessibility thing and for some people it's just that, that that's a preference that they have. But either way, that's something that we like to attempt to provide as soon as we can so yeah they're just um yeah. i've got a, a new little app that helps me do it so it should be hopefully yeah. oh, a bit easier are. oh so you're not going to be quite me labor where... intensive <laughs> yes Excuse me. i was like not going to be me where i sat there and listened to you guys for like five hours I making mean, you, one you're welcome to do that <laughs> again if you want labor to. Intensive, yeah. it is a lot of work to actually transcribe them by hand but um that's why i, oh, yeah, I went and looked for a, an app to do episodes. it yeah like, we talk a lot but even even yeah. the app the app is hilarious like I, I shared that clip with it with in the, in the chat didn't I like there's a few different yeah. clips where they just like have no idea what we're saying like it's just complete yeah. gibberish and I'm looking at it going oh my god and I had to listen to it a few times to work out what they're tr- what it's trying to like oh god anyway <laughs> still a bit of so work to try you go train the app because it's all done with machine learning so in, in there's theory, a, there's a perk to joining our coffee server every everybody or coffee server or whatever they call that thing <laughs> complete gibberish from <laughs> from yeah, our yeah. Uh, from our transcription app just complete gibberish it's very funny so but anyway okay probably so, still makes more sense than me some days oh uh, i don't know it's it's pretty wild i'll have to, I'll have to dig it out again and have a look <laughs> it's very funny so um, right. if you want to get in touch with us, you can um, tell us about a Regency fic that you love or whatever you'd like to suggest to us for future episodes. Um, you can contact us um, under any of our social media accounts. We're Mixtape Book Club on most of those. Or you can email us, contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Um, or you can either join the Profound Bond Discord server and come chat with us in our channel there, or you can sign up for our coffee um, subscription and jump into our mm. uh, discord server which we have it attached to our coffee account and you can chat with us about mixtape things there as well yeah chat about the fix behind the scenes a little bit yeah 
All right. Well, next episode is very exciting. We are going to discuss pirate AUs. <laughs> yes. We can't be the only ones with pirates <laughs> on the brain. <laughs> Everyone has pirates on the brain right now. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Uh, try very hard not to talk about Blackbeard and Steed. No, okay. We'll, maybe we'll, we will talk we'll about them a little, a little. bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow a little bit. <laughs> Can't help ourselves. And our um, flag means death. <laughs> Theme death. <laughs> in in yeah. honor of. Yeah. Why the hell not? I okay. mean, the pretty yeah. much the entire supernatural fandom is now <laughs> just exactly. moved over yeah. to yeah. the our flag means death fandom. <laughs> Let's roll with it. Yeah. Why not? All right. Um, thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again soon and as always remember that the story isn't over until we say it is <laughs> the story isn't over until we say it is Oh no, there was a there was a little blip on my wiggly things. I think my my awkward finger guns might have actually like shown up on my. Oh, it actually made a noise this time. <laughs> I think it's because I wasn't thinking and I like clicked my fingers first. <laughs> Amazing. Audible awkward finger guns today. Great. <laughs>